Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, let me, let me think. If you were to get a deal from Fox or CNN or one of these big news sports outlets, would you think you'd be worth $375 million? Um, you know, I think I'd be in that ballpark. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, if, if I was uh, in his shoes, I don't think I'd be, uh, you know, stepping out onto the field to get tackled anymore. Not that he gets tackled often, but, uh, of course, we're talking about Tom Brady and this, uh, is this unprecedented? I think, would this make him the highest paid? Well, um, the highest paid sports announcer? Sports analysis. Yeah. Oh, an analysis? Analysis? I, uh, I don't know. I, I was reading this thing from Andrew Hawkins the other day. He was like a, a scrub wide receiver. <laughs> and ended up being like an NFL uh, an analyst or something like that for NFL Network or something along those lines. Um, he makes like $18 million a year. So if Andrew Hawkins makes that much, how much does like um, what's his face from ESPN, the big guy, um, Golly, what's his, what's his name? You know, big guy. Used to be defensive lineman. Takes Troy up the Aikman. whole screen. <laughs> okay, play on the Cowboys. You know, um, it doesn't matter. Anyway, those guys probably make around twenty, and right. then like Al Michaels for just being a voice and sounding like Kermit the Frog probably makes about. 30 or 40, I would assume. And then, so this what's is right up Chris Collinsworth? The then. Yeah, and Chris Collinsworth. I mean, how much does he make? Chris you know? Collinsworth doesn't get paid. You can't convince me he does. <laughs> he's just he's just out there to to uh, yeah to to pretend he was actually a decent wide receiver in the NFL. Hey, I played with <laughs> Boomer Esiason one time. Sure, you did, Chris. Why don't you keep talking about Pro Football Focus and keep plugging that all the time? Because you know, we, we need to hear more about how these, these superficial grades from people in basements determine how good NFL players are, you know? Anyway, <laughs> that's uh, we're getting off track here. But uh, what do you think of Tom Brady cashing in? I mean, he's going to make more money in 10 years from Fox than he's going to make in his whole NFL career. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome, pretty awesome contract. Um, you know, it, it, to have it in place... You know, can is it? What's the uh, what's the over under on this being Tom Brady's last season? <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, I mean, if you had if you had a bet on it, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this is his last year. It's a pretty sure thing at this I'm, point. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, why would you? I mean, we can say why would you play another year, but it's it's really up to him. I mean, he's got he's not going to be bad next year. At least, I don't think so. You know, unless he's preparing that he's going to be bad and he needs to cash in, boy, yeah. that's a that's a whole other story for another day. Yeah, but is is there a is there a, a mental negative to having this deal in place? Is is he, is it going to creep into his head that it's time to be done? Time to be done. I have to go work for Fox. It's my it's my legacy on the line. <laughs> Working for Fox is the one thing I need. In my whole life, this is why I've been playing football for twenty something years. So I can well, work for so Fox. that's the thing the, the money is yeah. great, but it's not like uh, it's not like he and Giselle are hurting for it. So oh, oh God, no! But they need <laughs> they why need not? Why not? You got to get over the billion mark so you can buy the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then go <laughs> back to playing at fifty. So um, I guess okay. So eighteen million a year from Troy Aikman—that's the high water mark. So um, he doubled that, and he hasn't even. 
started an, uh, announcing it. That's kind of scary. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. God. Is he even going to be good? So that's the real question is what kind of uh what kind of an announcer is he going to be, you know, cuz we don't really, you know, there's a lot to appreciate about Tom Brady. Um and, and I certainly haven't followed him in the in the media through the years as closely as uh as Patriots fans have, but uh it it doesn't exactly jump out at you the way say, you know, Peyton Manning before he retired you were already you could kind of see him as a sports announcer uh, or commentator color person whatever you want to call it but uh he uh you know Tom Brady it's it's tougher to predict um I think from from Fox's point of view it was a good deal regardless because let's let's be honest if he's not any good he's still going to draw the audience whether he's good or not um because he's Tom Brady but uh but I, I you know I'm always the optimist. I really hope he he's an amazing announcer. Um he he definitely has uh a lot of those tools in terms of understanding the game the way somebody like Tony Romo is really good at announcing games. So uh, it it'll be something to see. But like you you're saying okay, so people will watch because of the because of him specifically, not because of the game. Like doesn't football well, just draw because it's football? Football does draw because it's football, but there are pieces of the audience out there that tune into a game that they otherwise uh, wouldn't care about because Tony Romo's calling it. Um, hmm. I, I know people that specifically, if they don't have uh, you know uh, a, a game to look forward to, they're they're looking at who, you know, which game is Tony Romo calling because I really like listening to him call the game. Um, so you, I think you'll get that for the for the massive fandom that Brady has. Uh, yeah, I mean, and and not to play devil's advocate here, but in the sense of like his massive fandom, isn't doesn't he equally isn't he equally hated in a lot of ways. People can't stand this guy, man. People think he's like so perfect and they hate him for it. And he's won 8 rings, uh, 7 rings. Sorry, I'm jinxing him now. He's not going to win one this year. I just that's it. <laughs> that's it. Shut the podcast down. No, I, just, I, I, I of know. course, there's a lot of Brady hatred out there, but yeah. uh, I think a lot of that has simmered uh, since leaving the evil empire. Um, Ouch! He, yeah, it goes around, man. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But, but, but honestly, um, he's he's the he's one of the biggest celebrities in sports. Um, he's yeah. definitely going to be a draw. <laughs> Um, and, and if he can, uh, you know, approach this the same way he's approached his football career and, and, you know, work hard at it and always be improving, then, uh, I think he's going to be pretty good. He's going to be doing, he's going to be doing color. Like Tony, like you said, Tony Romo type color. I, I, we, I mean, have you ever heard Brady talk at like the press conferences? Would you fit him for being a good color person? Like he doesn't have a lot of charisma. So I wouldn't have until yeah. until he made it to Florida. I feel like since then we've seen a much more uh, entertaining side of his personality. Avocado tequila opens you right up, right? That's right. right. He's, well, he's and he's. I mean, he's the he threw the Lombardi Trophy over water, um, from one boat to another. <laughs> so. I think uh I think he's got it in him to be uh to be fun uh to be in the moment and uh and also, you know, take us all to school the way Tony Romo does. Yeah, but Tony Romo was terrible last season. If was I give he? Tony 
Yeah, if I can give Tony Romo a grade. I mean, the games I heard, and he did a lot of Patriots games. So, I'm, you know, obviously partial. Uh, I, I didn't think he was good. I, I mean, there's like a YouTube compilation of him just blowing calls from last year. Like, left and right. You mean you like, like incorrectly predicting the play? Yeah, remember he was like the wizard for a couple of years right, there? Right, right. And, and, well, like inc- and just bad analysis. Yeah. Well, sure, but bad analysis and just, you know, I mean, he's not perfect by any means. But he has such a standard he set for himself that, like, you know, <laughs> didn't think he was good last year. That his, you know, his standard that he set himself just kind of uh, led into him being even worse than we could even imagine, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I think it, it's kind of antiquated. The um, star quarterback needs to be a color, you know, color guy when he retires. I mean, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman was terrible. Is terrible. Hey, Troy. Uh, you know, this is why you and I need to to be, you know, on Fox is because Troy Aikman is the standard. <laughs> like Troy Aikman is the, <laughs> like the success of Troy Aikman that you're poo pooing right now is why. People like Tony Romo and and uh, Tom Brady are getting these huge deals because uh, it's a winning recipe. No kidding. Yeah, it's like you just have to be half good, and in Troy Aikman's case, just be semi awake. You know? <laughs> so, like, I don't know what else to say. He's not good. I didn't think he was. I don't. I don't recall like a, a good Troy Aikman. You know, like you have these color guys or these like these announcers or whatever, you can recall like certain calls they've had over time. In the case of football, Super Bowls, some playoffs, right? Basketball, Mike Breen, and he's like, bang, that sound. What does Troy Aikman add to any um, game? I mean, they just do the Dallas Cowboy games for the most part and like the Thursday night games on Amazon. I mean, he's a former player, sure. He was. He's not even like a top 15 all-time quarterback. Well, that's a debate. <laughs> I, I'm just throwing out the hot takes left and right. <laughs> Not um, even top just, 15, you guys. Oh, man. I tell you. I, you know, I, I just I can't really stand him. As opposed to somebody like Mark Schlereth, who, um, offensive lineman, very smart guy, already on the radio in Denver, um, does games on, on Fox. He gets like the third or fourth best game every week. And he's excellent. Absolutely excellent at color. So how does how does he, somebody like him not get promoted to like the the A one team, you know? And you still got to listen to Troy Aikman, and then he gets paid a crap ton of money by ESPN and Joe Buck. Like, give me a break! <laughs> I got to listen to these guys on Monday night now. Oh, <laughs> vey, you know? I don't know. I just going on a rant here. This this is some this is some therapeutic venting here, folks. So, um, if Let's let's end with this. If you had to pick a a dream team, just the color com- commentators and the people you've heard over the years call football games. Who's your who's your color, and who's your announcer? Ooh, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, my my all time favorite. I got to go with Chris Berman. You like Berman? I yeah. love Chris Berman. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he'd be the color guy. Yeah. No, he would be the announcer. He'd like, be the announcer. Like, Right, okay. the color guy is like the he's just, analyst. He's, he's yeah. got that color guy personality, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, well, he can do it yeah, all. Yeah. yeah, I love Chris Berman. I, I, I could watch him break down highlights all day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm probably going Chris Berman. Mm, 
think like former player basically. That would be the other guy in the booth. Right, right. So I, th- I think I gotta go Tony Romo, Chris Berman, Tony Romo. Really wow, good. wow. Imagine that combination. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like uh, if I had to go to um, I'm trying to think. You know, this is a tough, tough question. I love Iron Eagle. I think Iron Eagle's voice is really good, and okay. he does like he does Westwood One. He does CBS. Um, he's incredible. He, he's really, really good. I like, I like Greg Gumbel too. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk about yeah. somebody he's, who's kind of sleepy. Yeah. He was great. Talk about somebody who's kind of sleepy though. <laughs> a little sleepy. Um, I like Greg Gumbel. I like Iron Eagle. And then as a, as a color, uh, I'd probably go, let me think. I love Mark Schlereth. I think he's excellent, man. I don't know how he doesn't get more. Uh, Rich Gannon's really good too. He's on CBS. Rich Gannon's really good. Uh, Daryl Johnston. He's excellent. The fullback there. He used to be the fullback for the Cowboys. He's on Fox. And, um, yeah. But lastly, uh, I'd probably pick, um, geez. Trying to think. You know, it's a tough tough question I might have posed here. There's so many good ones throughout so many years. Um, You know, just John Madden. Give me me John Madden and Iron Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty great. Madden was excellent. He was really good, even if he was like kind of an idiot sometimes. He was oh, no. really good at calling. We, it, we've talked. You know, we, we've had yeah. a, an in-depth conversation on this podcast about John Madden. He's yeah. a legend. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, great pick. Absolutely. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, Tom Brady, we're going to see where what, today the NFL schedule came out, and we need to know where Tom Brady's playing this year. All of his games, <laughs> every <laughs> single one. Um, but more importantly, we need to know all the primetime games, all Thanksgiving, Christmas. So really, we're going to talk about some of the uh, some of the games that we're interested in. We saw right off the bat, and I, I want to start and open right up with the first game of the season. And I couldn't pick the better ones to start off the, the season with. Buffalo at L.A., Thursday night, 820 on the East Coast, 520 over here, thank God. You can get home on a Thursday, you can pop on the game, no problem. Um, wow. Potential uh, Super Bowl, you know? No, that, that's Super what Super Bowl say. matchup this, here. This matchup has Super Bowl caliber all over it. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is I, I love this as a way to start the season. Um, you know, defending champions against Buffalo, who was absolutely incredible in their last performance of the, of the playoffs. Um, cannot wait to see them play some more football. So, yeah, I love this as the... Uh, Thursday kickoff. It's excellent, excellent matchup. Um, high scoring. What do you think this will be? Uh, I I so, do think that this will be high scoring game uh, in LA. Um, Fifty two and a half over under. I mean some some good defense yeah. uh, and Buffalo bringing in Von Miller definitely gives them some more balance that they were oh. they were kind of lacking. Um, so yeah, so this is this is Von Miller coming right back to LA where wow. he got that ring. Um, so yeah, this, this has, uh, story drama, uh, starting the season off with high stakes right away. I love it. This, this is, yeah. this is going to be a really compelling matchup. Uh, I didn't even think about that. It's a Von Miller game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I, I do think this will be high scoring, but I, I expect these defenses to really show out too. So could be, could be not that high scoring. I just, I expect a lot of action in this one and, uh, uh, you know, pretty pretty balanced competition. I'm excited. Yeah, you don't think it'll have that early season defense effect where it's like the the defenses are still getting caught up a little bit. 
I mean, you you could see that for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, and and you, I I think you worry about that more with your uh, your your midfield and your your secondary. Um, and these these teams have impressive uh, D lines, and that's why I think that the defense could be uh, exciting, is because the, the D lines I think are ready to go week one. Yeah, and we'll see. I think you know the D, you brought up a good point. Defensive line, like you know, obviously Buffalo didn't have a great offensive line last season. They hardly did anything to address that. And then uh, LA lost Andrew Whitworth. Right, he retired. Right. Yeah. 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 So it could be. Just a absolute slugfest uh, on the defensive line. Yeah, but By then you, you do have the ability to uh, to move the ball through the air with with uh, pretty quick plays with people like uh, Stefan Diggs and Cooper Cup. So yeah, it's gonna so be yeah, it, it, this is this is a difficult one to predict, uh, except that it, you know predicting that it's gonna be worth watching. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that's only they can predict that it's it's worth it. You know. Um, what do you think about this moving just these two the the two primetime games Tampa at Dallas a, a rematch of last year's Thursday night game Ooh so, Sunday night 8:30 Yeah I hadn't hadn't noticed that yeah. um kind of intriguing their back-to-back th- seasons Yeah this is going to be an interesting one um Yeah Dallas definitely had a disappointing season last year um and I, I can't remember that that Thursday night game. Uh, was that one closer? Did Tampa run away with that one? Uh, I think no. Tampa won, but yeah. Dallas made it really close. It was like thirty-one twenty-eight. That's right. Like that. Yeah, that's yeah. how it goes. That's how they do things in Dallas. They impress you early <laughs> on. You, you get, yeah. they get everyone real hopeful down there in Texas, and then uh, somehow miss or one and done in the playoffs. <laughs> Weird. It's like they couldn't spike the ball on time in that man. game. Too. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh man, what a disappointing. <laughs> that yeah. was San Francisco, but yeah, nonetheless. Um, yeah, I, I I just like the idea of opening like continuity on the schedule. You know, this is how the NFL the NFL is smart. Well, no, no, they're not. But the NFL is smart with scheduling. If they do anything right, they don't do a lot of things right, and they're very lucky they have like a multi billion dollar. Uh, what do you want to call it? Organization. You know, uh, nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they are, <laughs> you know. They get they get lucky that people are so invested and love football so much that they can schedule the way they can, and and the rest of it they can just completely mess up, which they do all the time. And um, people will still watch this, but they ske- this. It's continuity, man. This is going to build a rivalry. I think it's great. You can see them opening up next year too. Tampa Bay, Dallas, like well Brady. I mean, <laughs> you know, if Brady's not on the team. I don't think they're going right. to get any primetime games anytime soon but nonetheless um love it love right. that tampa bay dallas um another just they let's load up week week one good god kansas city at arizona yeah wow. this is huge this, these are these are this, this is another one that has uh you know super bowl potential um yeah the the cardinals uh definitely uh you know had, had you know they stumbled at the end of this you know second you know down the stretch last year um Kansas City it's another one of those teams that is uh these days perpetually in the Super Bowl conversation but this will be their first game without the cheetah so it's going to be uh interesting to see how this offense looks man yeah this this is another huge one 
Arizona, man, coming in. Uh, Hollywood Brown, right? You yeah, that tight end from Colorado State. Very excited to see him back with Kyler Murray. That's going to be an uh, interesting one. Going to be interesting. 55, and a, 55 over under. I mean, and obviously that could switch. You know, that's why we're not calling him because at the end of the day, it's May. <laughs> right. You know, training, training camp start probably uh, two and a half months from, from today. Wow. We're almost there. We're getting there. <laughs> and we're uh, <laughs> I hope so, man. Good God. I keep listening to uh, the replays of our uh, our podcast on my own free time. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep just to keep uh you know some sense of football in mind. So and ha- when I was happy when the season was on. Um you know, this is I just they just lo- they always load up if I can talk. They always load up week 1 and a Chiefs Cardinals like two potential Super Bowl matchups right in week 1 here. Incredible, you know. Um this is a sneaky one. We lot. I mean, last year, week eighteen, um, Sunday night game was probably one of the best games of the season. L.A. Chargers at the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, and I think that this is a game that's just going to get better. Um, these two teams, you know, they they play in in what is arguably the toughest division in the league, uh, where every team uh, made major moves in the off season. Uh, with the exception of the Chiefs, you know, losing a singularly irreplaceable player uh, to Miami, all these teams got better. The, the Broncos got way better. Um, but, no, th- this this division loaded up on, on free agents. And uh, seeing Las Vegas, Los Angeles, it, it's it, in week one, yeah, it's going to give us just a, just a glimpse at uh, – the pecking order in this in this very tight division. Oh, absolutely! What a what a preview for like, I mean, and, and obviously early in the season, like we watched what Carolina went four zero four zero last year, and they ended up like six and eleven. So who knows, right? But at least this kind of gives you an idea what Josh McDaniels is going to be doing in Vegas, right you now, and what Justin Herbert looks like in his third year with more weapons and that defense with Khalil Mack and uh, you know um, the guy from New England, <laughs> they got J.C. Jackson. My God. Chargers are loaded, absolutely loaded. I don't think there's any reason, you know, they don't win this game, but just aren't in the top three, top four conversation in the AFC. They should be. They're just, they're absolutely loaded. What other team other in that division you can say is that loaded? I mean, the Chiefs are great. Denver's great. Vegas, obviously. But are they as loaded as the Chargers? No. Top when, to bottom? When, when it comes to uh, skill positions and playmakers, um Man, if if Justin Herbert can can keep getting better, uh, yeah, the Chargers are are absolutely loaded. Um, I I I don't. I they might. Ha- I I definitely give them the edge over the rest of that division when it comes to the completeness of their roster. Um, but I think a lot of this is going to come down to uh, those clutch quarterback moments. Uh, so Kansas City might have an edge there the the Broncos uh that's probably the biggest question mark in the division is uh what's what's the Denver Broncos roster going to look like with Russell Wilson under center because it, it could be insanely good <laughs> you just don't know yet okay. so well uh, a cut into the chase Denver at Seattle absolutely night. this yeah this I think is uh this is the most interesting matchup to me because I feel like it's it's 
it's not completely unprecedented, but it it just feels that way because what what was Seattle thinking? Uh, it, and it it just yeah. So to uh, to have this matchup week one in Seattle, Russell Wilson coming back to the twelfth man. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the best game of the week by far. Um, there's so many other better. Uh, you know, balanced matchups. But this one has, to me, the most compelling story, uh, which is I, I, I think that even if, even if Denver is still putting things together in week one, I expect him to go into Seattle and just dominate the Seahawks. So I'll, I'll be paying close attention. Oh, no question. Uh, Denver at Seattle, man. I mean, you couldn't write the story better, right? Um, the only other thing that would make this better is if, like, Russell Wilson, for whatever reason, um, was like he had a, a dog that Seattle wouldn't let him take to Denver with him, and now they're playing for the dog <laughs> or a trophy <laughs> or something. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm just coming up with ridiculousness here. But you, you know what I'm saying? It's Boy, I mean, sports, sports is the ultimate reality TV show, right? Oh, it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, you couldn't find this sorts of uh, this sort of uh, you know uh, what's the right in, in, intrigue at the in the Kardashians, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, he might as well be sort of like one now with Sierra and all the stuff he's been sort of doing over the last couple of years. Been just uh, outside of boy, just obnoxious at this, to some degree. He finally got out of there. Um, most silent, obnoxious person you ever meet, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an intriguing game. I mean, look, do we think Seattle has any chance? I, I, I just I, don't I, see how it's even possible. Uh, I mean, Drew Locke? Yeah. Oh, man. I, so I think that's a, a question right there is who starts for Seattle? Um, I'm not sure Drew Locke starts over Geno Smith. I just, I just it's. What? What did you just say? Geno I, Smith? I, Geno Smith might be better than Drew Locke. What is a Geno Smith? Is that not his name? I know. I'm. I'm saying. What is he? What? Who is that? <laughs> like yeah, you know. He's, yeah. It's just he. He might be starting for Seattle Week One. Is who he is. <laughs> Lord, Lord. Yeah, that is scary for Seattle. And, and that's like a rebuild. That Pete Carroll is like almost seventy. You know, it's like New England level rebuild when Brady left. <laughs> I don't think they're going to turn around in a year though. But. Nonetheless, uh, man, what an intriguing game. A couple of really intriguing matchups. Here's another one. Um, well, two, really three. Uh, I think this week in particular, week one, they just loaded up with really intriguing divisional matchups. Starting first, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Um, one o'clock game. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. You get to see Kenny Pickett, Penny Trick, you know, Penny Trick that, Trick it. Uh, whatever he's going by these days, and wicked Kenny Pickett, wicked Kenny Pickett, yeah, he's he's wicked because he throws the ball far, and <laughs> uh, and Cincy, boy, coming off the AFC title, they don't even get a they don't, they don't get a lot of love. No primetime game first four four, four weeks. They just put him right in one o'clock slot. Good luck. <laughs> you were a fluke. That's rough. <laughs> right, right. What's up with that? So love it though. You know, see Cincinnati's I, I, new I do line. like uh, I do yeah. like this matchup because this, in my opinion, is the uh, uh, second toughest division. Uh, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna you know it just like with Las Vegas versus Los Angeles, 
um, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. It's it's week one, and uh, you know teams are still figuring things out. But this is uh, this is a high stakes matchup in terms of what I expect to be a really tight division. Um, these games these games are so important. Uh, so so winning one of these early it is just there's no better way to start the season. Um, yeah, no kidding. And in the spirit of that, I really hope that uh, Minnesota can win at home in Week One against Green Bay. Uh, I never like playing Green Bay at home this early in the year because it means that we play in Lambeau in December. Uh, yeah, yikes! Yikes! Uh, so it, again, it's really important to uh, to put this one in the W column uh, because. You know, you play this you, these division opponents. You're going to play them again later in the season when they're firing on all cylinders and everybody's on the same page. Uh, these these division matchups are they're a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Jeez, um, I, I, I couldn't pick any more better divisional games here. Green Bay at Minnesota. Wow, um, Minnesota Week One. That place is going to be rocking. Uh, oh, yeah. New head coach. Uh, Kevin O'Connell and you know new, Kirk new Cousins, gen, new general manager, new general yeah. manager, right, right. So got Kirk, got got Dalvin Cook. You know they they got all the the, the same pieces, just no Devontae Adams on the other side of the field. It's gonna be really interesting to watch that game. It's gonna be a really yeah. interesting game. Uh, I, and it's one and a half. The line's one and a half, which could obviously change several times, and it will up oh, until yeah. like game time. But that's interesting. The opening line is one and a half. Like I don't know. It it seems like the confidence in Green Bay, at least from Vegas's perspective, and and honestly, objectively too, is uh, waning. Yeah, I I'm not so quick to uh, to see Green Bay uh, downgraded in a significant way with the loss of Devonte Adams. Um, and I don't want to be misunderstood there. He's an amazing wide receiver. He's a big part of their success. Uh, and and I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but <laughs> but he is Aaron Rodgers, and and he seems to really, uh, you know, he he always finds a guy who becomes the next you know thousand yard receiver that you'd never heard before that season. Uh, so uh, I I just I'm not I'm not ready to write them off without a Devonte Adams. I think <clears throat> excuse me. I think that. Uh, you know, maybe not in week one, you know, knock on wood, but, uh, but you're going to see, uh, a, a very determined Aaron Rodgers this year. Um, so I think, uh, I think if anything, those, those point spreads will start to, uh, return to normal as the season goes on. Totally. Yeah. I agree with that. It's just interesting how it opens up one and a half and, you know, Minnesota granted they, they did beat Green Bay last year, right? Uh, yeah, they split okay. wins at home yeah. last year. Okay, um, so it's not I now when they place. when they played them in Lambeau last year, they actually played them without Kirk Cousins. Um, right, but uh, but yeah, so so we lost in Lambeau, which was uh, crucial in in Minnesota not making the playoffs. They were still in the hunt when they lost in Lambeau. Um, uh, but yeah, that like I said, that just makes it all the more important that you win these uh, these early ones, right? Right. Because uh, yeah, you you lose at home to a division opponent in week one, uh, a, a tough division opponent, and you know now you're in an uphill battle to not get you know shut out in the season. <laughs> totally. Yeah, especially in a, in a division that's uh, well has Chicago and Detroit in it. 
Oh boy, yeah, what a tight. Yeah, yeah, we're so we're so worried about Chicago. <laughs> um, no, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a fool when they when they beat my team this year. Um, but uh, let's face it, Green Bay is still the team to go after in the NFC North. No question. Uh, moving on to the team to beat in the AFC East? Question mark. Miami is at home against New England. One o'clock game. It's September. Week, week one. I'll take it. I'll take it. If there's any um, poison pill for the New England Patriots, it's playing in Miami in December. I don't right. know Those if they've won a game the there. The year are tough. It's really great to be playing at home God. against your division rivals at the well, end of the season. Well, in this case, New England's at Miami week right, one instead, right. of, instead of being December. So it's yeah. I'll take it. I would li- rather have it now and take Miami in New England in December when they have to come up and play in the, in the – the tundra of Gillette right, Stadium. Right, right. So the other way to look at this is, uh, for one thing, I think a lot of people are going to be excited to tune into this game if they can, if only to see if uh, Cheetah, if Miami can can get the same kind of uh, value from from Tyreek Hill, the Cheetah, as uh, as Kansas City was able to do. Um, but from a New England perspective, you'd rather play them on the <clears throat> on the road in Week One. When maybe they don't have that deep ball locked in 100% tight yet, and then by the end of the season, now maybe they're they're on the same page uh, with that with that deep threat. But now they got to do it on the road in the cold. Um, have you have you yeah. seen any video of Tua throwing to, to Tyreek Hill? I haven't seen the videos. Oh my. Um, I I know they're out there, but I don't even know. Is it is it good? Is it is it ugly? I don't know. Well, you ever play like football at like you know practice uh, at like school, right? In the in recess, recess you get ball, that, yeah, yeah. You got the one kid that's just trying to bomb it, but it's he's just throwing it up in the air, like you know, he's just throwing it up, like it's it's not throwing it in anybody's direction. It's just up, you know. Right. So that's well because that's, when you're on the playground, you've always got like. 30 receivers. <laughs> well, that's kind of, well, that's true. Nobody's playing offensive line there. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, everybody's open. So, Every, well, and everybody's yeah, always every, on offense. Yeah, you, right. you know, those kids at recess, it's like, dude, play defense yeah. for just, once. For God's sake, you're, do something. you're just always trying yeah. to catch the ball. Right. 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 You're either a defensive back or a receiver. I mean, there's no other positions on that field or quarterback. There's only one of those. Well, it was kind of like that. Like, Tua, I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm watching like you know bootleg footage of Tua <laughs> and Tyreek Hill at a Miami Dolphins practice. But I mean, golly, the guy was under getting underthrown. And I'm not trying to be a New England Patriots homer, which I am. But I'm not trying to say that because you know I'm secretly greedy, uh, secretly um, jealous, and or just upset that New England didn't get him or somebody else, you know, they landed in my division. But if you watch the videos, objectively, he underthrows him. Tua underthrows him. And there was some report that Tyreek came out, that uh, Tyreek Hill had come out and said some things about it, if I'm not mistaken. So, I don't know. You know, I'm just, I'm not trying to stir the pot. Granted, like, you know. It's a long offseason. I I, I wondered if Miami, with the roster they had, could really use. It just... Tyreek Hill, and I'm thinking maybe uh, they'll trade for Matthew Stafford, and uh, it, and then yeah. and then the rest of that division will be in real trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah right. 
That, that would no, be the that's what I mean. Like, like I'm you, just saying. You try to think of quarterbacks that could actually, like, you know, or, or I mean, Russell Wilson and Tyree Kill. That would be scary. Uh, sure. Russell Wilson's sure. got a beautiful, accurate deep ball. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and, and I don't know that Tua can't do it. I just know that I haven't seen it. It's um, just, so the video, the video they posted, right, it was Miami's account, was Tua going back to pass, throwing a left, throwing, you know, he's lefty, throws a pass, and, it, and it's like, it's, it, there's a caption, and it says Tyreek to Cheetah, right, the at symbols, and uh, like a bomb emoji is in between it. And it's just Tua throwing a pass, and it's just a duck. <laughs> and like, and Tyreek Hill catches it, and it's underthrown. He, like, he has to come back for the ball. Right. That's that's the video they posted. I'm sorry, but uh, well, either, I, either they're we'll in see. big trouble, either they're either they're in big trouble, or they need a, a new uh, media social media. Guy. Good <laughs> God, yeah. Why that one? You know, of all ones you could post, you post that one. So uh, anyway, getting outside the point here. New England at Miami. I, another intriguing matchup. Honestly, Miami is New England's um, card number. We want to call it. Um, they've won what three in a row against New England, so uh, including two games last year, one of which was really close. The other one was, yeah, was what it was. Fortunately, you know, probably prevented New England from really taking a, a higher seed in, in the uh, in the wild card. So, and Trevor, how could I go without talking about Jacksonville at Washington? I mean, Jesus, you know, <laughs> what a matchup we have here. Um, you know, is do you think it could be a fun game? I mean, it really could be. Um, yeah. You know, I I know that he, he's not going to have the hype that he had as a rookie, but uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I, I'm very anxious to find out if he can uh, if he can you know dig himself out of that first season slump and 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 live up to the potential. I mean, we know he has the tools, um, so you know. I I I I probably you know, not not being an AFC guy, uh, you know, and, and and always you know always loving an underdog story. I think I'm pulling for him even harder than I was last year. Um, so it it'd be it'd be fun to see Jacksonville, uh, you know, at, at least make it a game. You know, go out there and move the ball on offense and and you know show the rest of the league that you might be uh, a little dangerous this year compared to last year um and then washington the inaugural year with the commanders um (laughs) you know washington is a tough team to figure out i think in in in, you know they might have uh one of the more underrated rosters in the league they actually have a lot of good pieces in place um and so when you have a situation like that there's always the possibility that something clicks uh, they drafted a quarterback, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, did they get uh, the second overall quarterback, or no, no, no? Who did they get? No, they got Carson Wentz. Sorry. Oh, they got Carson Wentz. Sorry. Why, I why did they I draft, say? Yeah. I thought they drafted Sorry. a rookie quarterback. Hmm. I don't Ooh, know. Carson Wentz. No, they did not. No, no, Sam Howell, but that was in, like in the fourth round. So gotcha. And they still have Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. Well, then I mean. Yeah, it feels feels like a team that's still uh, looking to the future to solve that quarterback problem. But but uh, you know the, every team wants to be competitive, and uh, and Washington, 
you know, they've they've got uh, I think I think they've got a solid defense and they've got some playmakers on <laughs> offense. Uh so uh this could be a really close game, could be an exciting game. Could be. <laughs> it could be. It could uh, be. I I just like the idea of Jacksonville in that week one. It's just going to be competitive, so it's really going to show you like what kind of team that is now. We got they had Doug Peterson at head coach, right? So he's coached the NFC East, right? Um, he knows Washington pretty well. I mean, he's a former quarterback himself. I'm sure he can do some sort of development of Trevor Lawrence. Let me ask you this, right? Not related to the schedule. Jacksonville comes out, they hire a guy, a former quarterback, right? And they're bad again, and Trevor Lawrence is like as bad as he was last year. What happens? What happens to him? Yeah. That's a that's a really interesting scenario. Like what happened, you know, Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be really good and by all accounts like has all the physical traits you could want. They basically surrounded him with a ton of receiving talent this year, right? They got a decent offensive line. They got Travis Etienne, they got James Robinson at running back. He's got all the weapons. But what if he's not coached correctly? Yeah, I mean, there's that that's that's really one of the you know that's the reason that that football is such a compelling sport is there's there's so many uh so many pieces in place right and and just one of them can uh can deflate the whole thing uh so mm. yeah it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a really exciting week one um you know some of these games I'll be watching just because you know like like for instance, if New York upsets Tennessee, the Giants go into Tennessee and win in week one that that is such a blow to a a team like Tennessee who you know they were you know both number one seeds were out in one game last year, but that's Tennessee was the one seed they didn't get there with any flash they got there by playing really strict you know their style of football uh you start the season with a loss to the giants you're already in a tailspin in my opinion well yeah you know, who's, who's yeah. san francisco who's san francisco if they go to chicago and lose to the bears yeah, that's, hey, you... that's another team that feels like they're still in the hunt for a title because they came so close last year san francisco um, yeah absolutely yeah so so some of these some of these games have major upset potential because it is week one and because you know chicago could be a lot better this year i don't i don't think that they will be but it's it's possible um Golly, tennessee, you... tennessee could be th- this could be the year that tennessee's window is shut have you seen Chicago's roster? Yes, I have. <laughs> oh my god! I, I mean, I think Justin Fields is pretty. Good. I think he's a pretty good prospect. You know, like I do think he has a lot of like potential. But if you just look at this roster, I mean, who is Tevin Jenkins? Is going to play left tackle? <laughs> he was he was a second round pick last year, right? Didn't play at all, and now he's going to be left tackle. Like protecting the blind side of just Justin Fields, he got sacked like sixty times last year. Yeah, rough. <laughs> Good God, Tre- Trevor Simeon is the backup quarterback. Your boy, your boy, Trevor, Sim- Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's uh, the three Trevors, right? Yeah, put them on a candy bar, right? 
Um, I just, you know, I this roster screams like four and thirteen to me. Again, there's no way. There's no way they'll be better than that. And I don't know. They're just deprived of talent. Um, and you feel bad. I like Robert Quinn. I don't see how he sticks on that team. You know, he had like seventeen and a half sacks last year. Good thing everybody passes the ball against them. <laughs> so, like, their left corner is Jalen Johnson. Their right corner is Duke Shelley. They're going to get just destroyed in the secondary. You know? I I just, I don't know. And and this is kind of like not a deep dive in every team, but, like, we're getting a chance to really look at them week one. You know, because the season's closer than we think it is, and it's getting closer every day. Boy, I didn't really get a chance to look at that Chicago Bears roster, but that is just... <laughs> that's an empty that's an empty cupboard, my friend. That's that's ugly. So San Francisco, going to your point, they go into Chicago, they lose to that team. I mean, and, and here's the thing, Trey Lance is gonna start week one. That's my prediction. Wow. I believe it. Yeah. It's not a not a hot take, but certainly uh No no no. It'll be interesting yeah. news. Um because, yeah. uh, I mean if that's really the situation you gotta think that uh they figure something out with Garoppolo before the start of the season. You know, like, where does he end up? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe, Maybe he doesn't, doesn't end up anywhere. Maybe yeah. he doesn't. Um, you know? you'd, you'd like to see him somewhere. There's certainly teams that would be better off with him. Yeah. Oh, no, like Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> like Chicago. <laughs> New Orleans. Um, Good God. Maybe, Maybe Washington. Right. Uh, Maybe. There's a few play Houston. <laughs> All right. New York. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some. It's an interesting week one. You know, a few games we'll just run through here. We still got a little bit more time. Baltimore, New York, um, kind of like that matchup. A little sneaky, right? Lamar Jackson's first week back. Um, New York is inter- is interesting to me. I, I, they, I don't know if you saw this on ESPN, but Bart Scott came out and said New York's going to be better than New England next year. Do you believe that? Wow, it said that the Jets would be better than New England next year. The Jets will be better than New England next year. That's what Bart Scott said. I mean. I I know that the Jets have made some really, uh, some really interesting offseason moves. Uh, I think they had an incredible draft, um, but I, I wouldn't go as far as that for the same reason that I'm 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 kind of holding my breath for the Broncos. Uh, you you really I mean you can you can you, you got to do these things to give yourself a chance and and you make the the moves that you you can make, but. It, it really doesn't guarantee anything until you see it work on the field. Um, yeah, I mean, did they did they see New England is still a team that uh, could be better this year than last year? So uh, that that's quite the statement that the Jets will be better than New England. I I don't, I don't necessarily believe it, but. I mean, it, it's possible. <laughs> Anything's no, it, possible. That's what I mean. It, it is possible, yeah. but man, you, yeah. you're 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 really out on a limb there in terms of just predicting that. I mean, it's just a whole lot of best case scenarios. You know, this draft prospect works out as well as we hope it did. This so did this one. Um, all these things. You know, oh, our our young quarterback improved. Um, yeah, you hope that he will, and and he definitely could. That doesn't mean that it that it did in fact happen i'll believe it when i see it likewise yeah definitely believe it when i see it need the results 
I need him in hand. I want to believe that uh, Russell Wilson is going to have a, a career year with, with his new wide receiver core because, uh, because I want to believe that the Broncos wide receivers are slept on because they haven't had someone to really, you know, make the most out of, out of what they can do uh, against, against these good AFC defenses. Um, but that, that doesn't mean that it will happen. I have to, I have to tune in and find out. That's all we can do, Trevor. I mean, until then, it's all speculation. Even, like, the first three or four weeks of the season. I mean, come on. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. It's extended preseason to some degree. So, the fact that we're just looking at these, try to objectively as possible, or even just from, like, an interest standpoint, is probably the only thing we can do. Um, you know, I mean, like, a game like, you know, was that? Uh, Detroit and Philly. I would love to see Philly here. I mean, not because A.J. Brown. I think that's an interesting kind of fold into it to see how he's going to fit in with that offense. But I think Jalen Hurts is a pretty exciting player. You know, I do too. I do too. I think uh, I think yeah. Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's he's got a real balance to him in terms of what he can do with his legs and what he can do with his arm. Um, and uh, if he can continue to develop as a passer, um, Philadelphia could be could be coming back into the picture. Uh, especially, I, you know, I, I really liked their thirteenth overall pick. Uh, the the defensive tackle out of Georgia, who's just, I mean, oh. he, he's just a behemoth. God, um, yeah. So so yeah, Philadelphia could be taking a big leap forward this season, but you know that that's why these week one games are so exciting. Is you know what is it really going to look like? Right. Yeah. Jordan Davis. Six, Jordan six, Davis. Three, thank you. Yeah. Oh my Lord, goodness. Three forty. Yeah. But that defensive line: Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. Derek Barnett, Jordan Davis. I mean, no, Jordan Davis wow. is like two players. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So Fletcher Cox. I mean, perfect guy to learn behind. You right, know, right. Um, learn from or be behind, I should say. Um, it, I, you know, Philly's kind of an interesting team. I think they're kind of on the rise. I think I, I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but they feel like they're a team on the rise to me, a little bit. You know, just just because of some of the pieces they have and the coach Sirianni's pretty decent. It might be one of the worst public speakers over here. But <laughs> pretty decent coach there in Philly. Um, well, we'll get to one more. Worst public speaker than Dan Campbell? Oh, my Lord. I don't know. Well, that's, uh, that's the <laughs> that's two worst public That's who they're playing against. Good God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Dan Campbell. Oh, God. Good we Lord. We didn't he... see uh, alligator tears on week one. Oh, my God. Yeah, just what a loser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's, you know, he, he motivates his guys. Oh, he's sure. Drayden, that roster is horrendous. If if he, he can motivate the the Lions, you, I guess you would like to see him in more like a. I don't know if he's a head coach, but some other role, <laughs> offensive defensive coordinator. Like he, I don't, I don't know. Just tight ends coach. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Just cheerleader, something like that. Um, last game I kind of want to talk about, and we'll get off here. New Orleans at Atlanta. Got it'd be fun to see where Atlanta's going to be with this team. I, they're going to be terrible. I think we've already mentioned they're going to be freaking horrible next this year. Um, you know, I think I met, I drilled into the death of if you have to tell me <laughs> anytime I hear RPO or run first, I don't oh, want to hear oh, any more about that oh, team. Man. Yeah, but I like the idea of Drake London, and then you got Kyle Pitts. It, it might be kind of fun seeing those two guys out there. 
together, you know? Right, right. They got, they got some good pieces, so um, well, the, the rest of it is bad. Going, going through these matchups and, and some of the teams we've talked about, um, I'll just say it, I'm, I'm starting to get a sense that we are going to see uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield uh, with new teams. Uh, there's just there's so many teams out here that are just they've got they've got nothing under center. Um, yeah, it's it's ugly. So I don't know. I it's something it feels to me like like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and and Baker Mayfield. Uh, whether you're fans or not, I, I think these guys are too good not to be starting in this league. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, especially looking at the talent of some of these teams. I mean, there has to be a better option, right? I mean, I mean, how desperate then, is Seattle right now? Oh for God, a quarterback, Drew Locke, uh, little Marcus alone, Mar- someone like Atlanta. I think Jesus. even New Orleans could use one of these guys. Yeah, um, there's Slowly. just so many teams out there that would be a lot better off with either one of them. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Um, I know, I know. It's not as simple as that when you look at like Baker Mayfield's uh, guaranteed money and and things like that. But uh, those things always seem to to work themselves out when it comes to this league. So uh, that's uh, that's exciting news that will uh, hopefully break for you guys at some point in the off season. Is that these guys land with a with a team that can get some use out of them? Well, the last time we said it would happen soon, it did with Deshaun Watson. Literally yeah. the next day. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, not that I have any, you know, I'm Ian Rappaport or one of these, like, NFL nerds, right, that's just hanging out in locker rooms and just collecting all the dirt they possibly can, you know. But, um, it, you know, you're right. It's going to happen. And the money is never a problem. They just make it act like it is. It's never going to be an issue, you know. Right. They'll, they'll, the, they'll the, get money, the money is, uh, you know, it's bargaining power, is what it is. It's it's all, it's all it is. It's just these million, these billionaires don't want to pay more on a tax or whatever. I, you know, it doesn't even matter. Right. So or, you, know, you, you don't get the same amount of draft capital that you would get for Baker Mayfield if he didn't cost so much. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I mean, Jared Stidham got traded recently. He was a fourth round pick. New England. So got a, I, I like that you brought that up. Um, six to I, seven. Yeah, six for seven. And Jared so, Stidham. This this kind of sneaks under the radar because it's not a very you know it's not a very exciting trade, but I, I give this great, uh, trade an A plus uh, for both teams because New England has a guy that they do not need, they don't need him anymore, they, you know, because um, I, I think they drafted uh, a rookie quarterback Bailey late. Zappi, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so there's their 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 quarterback's room is crowded. Um, this guy, if I understand correctly, has history with uh, Josh with McDaniels. Josh yeah. McDaniels. Uh, so, uh, if they like him in terms of of a backup, which is going to be important in a really tough division and tough conference, um, and, and they they traded, I think, some really late round picks for him. Um, I think this is this is a win win for these two franchises. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that trade. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I, I, it just came out of the blue, and, and certainly it's probably under the radar. But that, if if that gives you any idea in terms of the value of a guy like Jared, I mean, you got something for Jared Sidham. How can you not get something for Baker Mayfield? Right. I'm sure you will get something for Jimmy G. He's definitely worth something. No, no, no question about that. But Baker Mayfield, come on, you can't get something. 
they they swapped late round picks. That's I know it's not a lot, but that's something. So well, and do everybody a favor and get him out of town. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. like move forward. This is part of moving on with a new number one. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, these things need to happen. Absolutely. Well, the other thing that needs to happen is we get out there. Oh, man. <laughs> so, for football in general, I'm Rob. We're at football in general on Instagram. Football general podcast on Instagram. At Bobby Law on Instagram. He's at Trev Geo Dude on Instagram. We're just here every week, folks, talking about football. Sometimes take a week off. We surprise you when you're not here. Sorry. It <laughs> happens. It's the summer. It's a weird time. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's football season because USFL still playing. Keep an eye on that league. It's been good. It's been pretty dang good. Um, wish there was more people at the games. It would make the atmosphere much better. But, you know, <laughs> it's in Birmingham, Alabama. Right. So <laughs> what are you going to do? It's owned by, but it is literally owned by several, like a stake in, of several uh, sports networks. So that's a that's a plus. That means that they're not going to lose money on it because you know it's is what it is, just an entity basically. So, um, Trev, you got anything to say before we say goodbye? Oh, just uh, reminding the folks at home to get their pet spayed or neutered. All right. Well, okay, <laughs> Captain Planet. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, um, uh, lastly, uh, you know. Send us a like, res- uh, review, a comment, and all the all the above. Um, just, just here doing this podcast, bring us to your barbecues, graduations this weekend. Boy, I wonder what would be the best thing to cap off a graduation. Come back to football in general. A little bit of potato salad, <laughs> uh, uh, some burgers on the grill. Maybe you got Troy Aikman's voice on a compilation playing in the background too. Uh, I I don't know. You know, I'm just thinking about things. I'm thinking about things here. This is entertainment, folks. You're going to have a lot of family members in town. What's the one thing they all want to talk about? Football. Of course they do. Even Grandma. She's 90 years old. She didn't want to see you graduate. She wants to talk about football. So um, that's why we're here, to entertain Grandma, among other people. Until next week, we'll be back. We're out.